Lori and Julia Book Club brought to you by Book Club Restaurant in South Minneapolis, where when you go and mention Loj Book Club or My Talk, you get a free appetizer or dessert with your meal. So go do that. And we are so delighted. We've got a first time uh, novelist with us joining us today. It is uh, Leah McMullen Abramson. Hi, Leah. Hi, how are you? Great. We're so excited to be talking to you. Your book. I'm so excited to be here. Happy almost book birthday, because I think your book birthday is tomorrow. It um, is tomorrow. Pi Day. Pi Day is tomorrow, too. A, a <laughs> likely story. And I I read it before my partner, who isn't here today, um, uh, Lori, and I said, take this with you to Hawaii. And she, I don't even think she had left the airport before she finished it. And she said, oh, my gosh, that is a book. So give everyone the setup. It's wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you both enjoyed it. Uh, A likely story is the uh, story of the daughter of a famous writer who is struggling to make it as a writer herself, but coming up against a lot of roadblocks. So when the story opens, um, Isabel, the protagonist's mother, has just passed away. And so Isabel is grappling with the loss of her mother and also now being alone in her family with her father, um, who has never really been the primary parent to her. And so they both need to redefine their relationship. And in the midst of that, Isabel, uh, while cleaning out her mother's house, um, stumbles upon some items that make her realize that not everything in her family was as she believed. Um, shortly thereafter, she is able to publish a book, but unfortunately for Isabel, her problems are, are only beginning, really. So um, it's family secrets are revealed and things get worse for Isabel before they get better. Oh, Leah, it's so good and it's so different. And, and it's kind of interesting because your story might kind of you know, you have um, people who were artists, and your mom wrote books, and your dad, what was? did he do um, uh, drawings for the books or something? But you... Yes. You grew yes. up in a my book dad, family. Yes, I do come from an artistic family, and my father is an illustrator, and he does a lot of the posters for Lincoln Center Theater here in New York, and he, he and my mother also collaborate on a bunch of children's books together. Oh, I, I and you know how... How having this iconic father Ward, I um, and he was he's such a a cold man, but yet you empathize with him. I think Lori and I were talking about it and why we loved it so much because it's different than anything we've read in quite a while. Because it's a story within a story within a story almost, and we're invested in all of the characters. That doesn't oh, happen that's a lot. So great to hear. Yeah, I mean, I think Ward is is definitely a narcissist, and he definitely makes some choices that are questionable. But I also tried to show that he his quest for fame has left him quite lonely. And especially once his wife dies, he definitely has to grapple with that and and face some of the less attractive parts of his personality head on. I mean, big time, less attractive. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you do, you talk about the fame and being a child of a famous writer when that's your passion. How do you deal with that? 
how do you how do you stack up to your parents? I mean, really, yeah. you feel for Isabel all the way through the book. I I just tore through this. It was I couldn't put it down. It, you have a hit. Oh, thank you. That's so wonderful to hear. But yeah, I do think being the child of any famous person is hard. I'm sure it seems glamorous to those of us on the outside, but I think it creates a lot of internal pressure, especially for someone like Isabel, who decided to follow in her father's footsteps because the comparisons are only natural in that case. And I think for her, it creates a really difficult situation, especially because part of what she's doing is really seeking approval from her father, Mm -hmm. which she feels that she can only get by following him and becoming a famous writer. And that is just a really uh, hard thing to achieve. Oh, oh, it's just, and I just, I could feel like the station wagon driving around in uh, Sag Harbor or wherever they were and going to New York City. (laughs) It's really just congratulations to you. And you have a, you have an interesting story because you, instead of being an artist, went to law school. And then, and so you were in law school for seven years before you kind of started doing some writing and were published in the Atlantic and the New York Times and this really is your kind of second novel, but the first one you didn't publish? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, I think like a lot of writers, uh, I had I had a first book that I was sure was going to set me off on the path to, you know, stardom. But unfortunately, um, it did not work out that way. And And I think for the best, because this book, I feel, is a stronger debut than that book would have been. So uh, after I wrote that book, I went back to the computer and I wrote this one. But before I was a writer, I was I did practice law for about seven years and I didn't really enjoy the antagonism of being a litigator. But I do feel that it sharpened my writing skills along the way. So I I try not to think of it as wasted years. Oh, gosh. I mean, are you so (laughs) when you finish this, did it how long did this book take you a likely story for those of you who who are just joining us? How long did it take you to write it? It took me about two plus years. Part of it was because I had a draft that I felt pretty good about in uh, March of 2020. And I felt pretty good about that draft. But, um, you know, then, as we all know, the world shut down. And I basically didn't write at all for uh, almost six months because I had my kids who were then two and five home with me. And I just, it there really didn't feel like the space for it. And I felt, well, who knows if I'll ever publish this book or leave the house. So I didn't really look at it. When my kids went back to school in September, I thought, I'm going to get this book out again. And actually, the the time and space away from it really did lead me to make some good changes in the book, including the addition of the book within the book element, uh, which I do think was a really key element. So it all worked out, but it did take me a long time, and I did have a long break. Oh, Hmm. it's just, it's just, it it really is different. And um, we read so, so, so many books. A Likely Story. I feel like this would be a miniseries. Um, Who's going to play the lead? I hope so. I mean, is that? (laughs) Who are you casting? Yeah. Do you see that? (laughs) Oh, I think there's so many wonderful actresses, you know, that can play Isabel. Um, I don't even want to narrow it down, but... um, 
she's she's an interesting character and has a lot a lot of flaws and good points to her. So hopefully someone would find it interesting. I have to say, I watched White Lotus, and when I saw Aubrey Plaza, even though she doesn't look like Isabel, I was like, ooh, she would be interesting. She would be interesting. And, you know, and I also like that, you know, Isabel is in her mid-30s. Yeah. You know, this isn't a 20-something. This is a woman that's been grappling and struggling with her identity. And, you know, you can kind of relate. No one knows what they're going to do right away. And um, I liked that, that she was older. Yeah, I feel like we think of these kind of quarter-life crises happening in your 20s, maybe when you graduate from college. But for myself included, and a lot of women I know, you know, that kind of grappling and reckoning can, can take a bit longer um, into, into your authorities. So I did want to portray that. Oh, it's just so good. And is there interest for, you know, maybe it going to the to the big screen or the little screen? Yeah, where it's definitely being considered, um, particularly for TV. Um, nothing I can talk about yet, but um, things are, are in the works. So hopefully, you know, at some point soon we could see the Mannings on television. It's so, it's just, it would be so good. But this book is great. I think people pick it up. A likely story. When I read the back, I had no idea what it was about. And, you know, Kathleen um, Carter, your um publicist is brilliant and she sent it to me and i'm like oh, i don't yes. know i don't know and then i'm just and i you don't know what it's about until you start getting into it and then you can't put it down it's so oh, good well i'm you're thank you i am just thrilled to hear that you enjoyed it and i'll thank kathleen profusely for connecting us oh yes and we want to know are you starting another book i am starting another book um this book is about a woman who inherits a bookstore in Vermont under mysterious circumstances and leaves her life in New York to go be a bookstore owner. But things are not as they seem. They never are. A likely story is the book. Leah McMillan Abramson, thank you. We ran out of time. Thank you. Love talking to you. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. We'll be right back. We've got two copies to give away. Give Brandon Buzz at 651 641 1071.